Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are here to talk about the Twilight Zone Season 2, Episode 7. It's called Nick of Time. So full spoilers for the episode, as always. And this episode stars none other than William Shatner, James Tiberius Kirk himself, in an episode about him and his new wife, who are travelling to New York for their honeymoon, and they end up stuck in a small town in Ohio uh, because their car breaks down and they're having to wait a few hours for the car to get fixed. So they end up, you know, venturing into a small diner and there there's a little fortune teller, like, napkin holder. You put in a penny, you ask it a yes or no question and it'll give you a generic response of, like, yes, definitely, or or I don't think so, or no, probably not, or something to that effect. Uh, and Shatner becomes obsessed with the answers because it kind of successfully predicts one or two things and he becomes superstitious and paranoid his wife starts to become very worried about his mental state and that is kind of the gist of the episode so tara yes how did you feel about nick of time this episode is perfect I've got a funny feeling your Star Trek fandom is maybe <laughs> influencing your opinion on this one. Just a touch, just what? a touch. <laughs> no, I really like this episode. I think it's um, one of the the greats. I think it is. I think I, I mean, even following our last one, which was also a great episode, this one has a message, and it has a really great leading actor <laughs> who is so good looking. <laughs> what what is this review i like it's a good episode right i actually don't disagree that it's a good episode but i mean it's a perfect episode that's what you opened with it's perfect it's a 10 it's perfect 10 out of 10 sometimes it's not you, a star trek episode sometimes tara you could be a caricature of yourself right you're you're <laughs> something of a self-parody at times and this is one of those times <laughs> well i think i can make a case for it okay there is actually there's one moment in this episode where he goes full uh kirk when he and he's mm -hmm. acting there's like it was a dramatic pause at one point when he's talking to the uh the, the fortune teller machine mm -hmm. uh and he does this like dramatic pause in the middle of a sentence and i went oh that's the shatner i know <laughs> That right there. That pause. You know where that came from, though? He, it came from him forgetting his line. Oh, sure. I can believe that. <laughs> just take it. Just take it a moment. Dramatic pause in the middle of the sentence. I'll, re I'll remember the line. Um, <laughs> searching. Searching. <laughs> mm -hmm. So they go in and they get some lunch because they have to kill time. And notably, the, the, the guy running the little diner, I, I, I don't even want to say waiter because he's the only one there. He's also behind the counter. He's just the guy running the place. He mm -hmm. comes over and takes their order, and they're like, "Ah, oh, we'll have some tomato and lettuce on on rye or whatever." And the guy's like, "Hey, can't can attempt you. We've got uh, some nice, you know, uh, southern fried chicken, uh, chicken fried chicken steaks, chicken fried steak." Yeah, and okay, fair enough. He's recommending that when they're ordering. That's normal. Not not a weird thing to do. What I thought was weird though is like a minute later when he brings their food out, as he puts it down, he goes, "You know, you won't you won't enjoy that as much as you'd have liked that that chicken fried steak." And I'm like, 
Why are you trying to sell them on it now? They've already got their food. What are you going to do? Like, not charge them for this food if they change to the chicken steak? Like, I know. It's a bit like, hey, these sandwiches are garbage and you're not going to like them. <laughs> but it's your fault for not listening to me and getting the chicken fried steak. What a weird sales tactic. That's all. That's all I could think. It was such a weird sales tactic. Uh, and I know. Also... They're just passing through, too. So it's not like, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like they're going to be returning customers. The iced coffee is also weird to me because I, A, I hate coffee and B, iced coffee is just a, such an American thing. But <laughs> Oh yeah, iced coffee is very popular. Yeah, so they're sitting there and the napkin machines actually, well, napkin machine, I mean usually a napkin holder is just a napkin holder, but this happens to have a little money-making device on it for the, the store, mm -hmm. for the cafe to, to, to extort money out of people. Extort pennies. They get a penny, takes a little penny, you ask it a question. And, you know, so the, one of the first things we hear about Shatner's character is that he is, you know, he's a little bit nervous because he's, he's up for a promotion. So while he's on his honeymoon, he keeps saying, oh, maybe I should call in the office. And because apparently... Yeah, he's a little neurotic. The bossy secretary, uh, Pauline, uh, apparently she's, she's friendly enough with him that she'll give him the inside scoop. Like, he can get, he can get, he can find out from her if he's got the job or not. And he wants to call, he wants to call. And, he, you know, she, the wife kind of talks him out of it. And he's like, okay, fine, fine, fine. And... They ask the machine a question. Oh, yes, I'll give it a go. We'll ask it a question. I don't know if it's the first question that he asks, but one of the first questions he does ask is, what about this promotion? Will, will I get it? And it says, you, it's already been decided in your favor. And all these responses, by the way, are so generic. They're all like... Mm -hmm. they They're could, very vague. They could be a response to almost any question. And mm -hmm. he's like, oh, I think I'm going to call and find out. And they sort of, they're taking it kind of seriously in a jokey way. And he goes up and he calls and it's like, oh, I got the job. I got the job. It was right. The machine was right. And he's like, well, I'm going to ask another question. And he eventually says, you know, are we going to get out of here, you know, by 2.30? And the machine says something like, oh, I wouldn't try that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's like, wait, what? Why? Why? Will something happen if we leave early? He's like, mm, only one way you're going to find out. <laughs> what? What about three o'clock? Are we okay if we leave at three o'clock? He's like... That seems like a better idea. <laughs> like, it's just these really vague response. This isn't exactly what it said. I can't remember every word for word everything it said, but it was sure. these I, type I of responses. Sure, I think asked quite a few questions from yeah. then on to make him a little bit more paranoid and, uh, yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Superstitious. Superstitious, yes. <laughs> uh, and, so and we that, see that, you know, his girlfriend has, like, has drawn out the these things that he keeps in his pocket, which are, like, four-leaf clover and... and um, rabbit's foot like all these good luck charms that are superstitious people have around yeah yeah he's, he's set up as that like he's coming in with being superstitious yeah he's, he's set up as that type of character and at this point in the episode he kind of like doesn't want to leave because the, the machine said that if they leave before three o'clock they're going to something bad's going to happen so he just kind of like oh i've not finished my sandwich and to, to, I mean, to his credit, when she says, should we go? I'm like, yeah, you literally just got your sandwiches. You've barely touched them. <laughs> like, this is, this is one of my pet peeves in movies and TV shows. There's so many scenes in movies and shows of people getting food at a restaurant and then barely having a bite before they leave. And mm -hmm. it's like... Well, they're actors. They have to keep their figure. <laughs> I'm just saying, cut ahead to the end of the meal before they leave. But, you know, whatever. Anyway, so... He's like, no, we should get ice cream after. Don't, don't you want ice cream? So they have ice cream. So he's just, he's just trying to draw it out. He's trying to like draw mm -hmm. it out. It's like, come on, honey. You, you don't really want to stay here, right, all that time. Let's go and look around the town. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you're quite right. We should probably go. But he's very hesitant. He doesn't want to do it. You know, he, he pays his bill. And they, they walk out. And 
she's like, Sad, you, you, come on, you were being silly, right? He's like, yeah, I suppose I was. But, you know, I did ask, you know, ask it some questions and it kind of got them right. And they're kind of debating, like, whether or not this is this is possible. Which, by the way, here's where there's a line of dialogue that would never be in a modern, uh, like, TV show anymore. Not from your, your, your main character you're supposed to sympathize with. At one point it says to her, uh, stop treating me like a retarded child. That is a line of dialogue in this episode yeah. um and i'm like oh <laughs> i noticed it yeah like i mean you'd, you'd have like a, a bully say that now you'd have like a villain say that but you wouldn't have your leading man say that now of course the big thing that happens is that a truck almost runs her over and he like because he's so alert though he's, he's watching for bad things happening he, you know he pulls her out of the way and he's like three o'clock that was because that's because yeah, we left early right at three o'clock yeah uh, so they're like, that, he's like, let's go back in, let's go back in. He's like, you don't really want to go back in there, do you? He's like, yeah, 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 let's, let's go back in. And she's like, okay, then. So they go back in. And I actually, like, this is where the ad break is. I loved it when they go back in. There's just a pair of old women sitting at the table. <laughs> like yeah. And no, eating their, their malted milk, like, real slow. <laughs> no other and no other uh, machine will do it has to be the one at that table because there's, there's tons of them in this restaurant. There's like, they're all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Every seat or table has one. Uh, so they sit at the counter and they get some iced coffee and he's like he's looking kind of fidgety and he's looking over and he's like oh they're getting up oh give me give me some coins uh give me some pennies and he, he runs over and he starts asking more questions and i think what i like about the episode is that genuinely everything that happens in this as much as there is obviously the, the accident that almost happens and it technically mm-hmm. gets something right about his promotion everything that he that happens in this Unlike most Twilight Zone episodes, they're right. There, there really is literally nothing really supernatural happening at all, right? You can just read this as no, he is just reading into this every single time, and it makes it yeah. almost one of the it's most generic enough to be like, well, I mean, it could just be a coincidence. It's because honestly, once he starts going a little bit crazy and like he's like, so he sort of grabs like this machine's predicting our future. You know, he's, he's putting the pauses in. Once he starts doing that, he generally comes across as crazy because as a viewer, I'm mm-hmm. not on his side. Because you know, sometimes when you're watching a movie or a TV show and it's about the main character going kind of nuts, but you can kind of like there's, there's enough there to be like, I, they might not be nuts. Like they might actually really be onto something. Yeah. I didn't feel that in this. When he starts going crazy, I'm like, yeah, he's going crazy. <laughs> like, this is. Well, we also know that he's, you know in the twilight zone so that's <laughs> so true there is there could be something there but but part of what i like about the twilight zone is that you know the twilight zone isn't necessarily a physical place it's like a, a state of mind and what i like about this episode is that it really is just him that does it to himself and the mm-hmm. twilight zone is just this place where he lets himself believe this and it almost traps him in this town and you know she asks some questions of it and it, it kind of gets the answers right because you know they say something like you know will i be married and they're already just being married so that's you know mm-hmm. and it's like oh the, the answer-, answer is obvious yeah uh, and it keeps asking questions and then eventually he gets so obsessed with the idea that he says oh are we going to live uh you know we're we always going to stay in the same city and it's like and we don't get and at this point we don't even get the answers we just see his reaction and he's like are we going to live in the east and he's like he looks at that way he's like are we going to live in the west are we going to live in america and he just he keeps and she's like yeah. you're letting this dictate what your future is you're basically the idea of knowing in advance you're not living your life it's yeah, uh, it's it's basically. I was thinking in my head at this point. It's kind of like the Terminator message of "There's no fate but what you make." You know, if you if you know what the outcome is, you just go towards it. No, you you have to live your life not knowing what you're going to end up being or doing. And right, 
And we get the cautionary tale of the couple that comes in after they decide to leave. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the that, that's the little twist at the end of the episode. Is and what I like about this twist is that it's nothing fancy. It's just as simple mm-hmm. as no, they're not the first potential victims of this. And unlike so, so we get the happy ending with Shatner and his wife, where they do leave, they get in their car, and they drive off for their their happy lives, their happily ever after, and. This couple walk in and they sit down. They look kind of distressed. And unlike this cut, that couple though, unlike Shatner and his wife, both of these people are superstitious. And the guy says, "Okay, can we ask you questions again?" And he pulls the lever, and it's like, "Yes, okay. Uh, will we ever be able to leave this town?" And you get the idea that these two people were trapped here, just like Shatner was, because the car broke down or whatever. Yeah, because they're too afraid to leave. But the questions—they're too afraid to leave the the safety blanket of their. Hold on. The safety blanket of uh, well, I, I think this machine in a way that's telling them the future. Well, kind of, but I mean, I think it's more specific than that in the sense that it's all the answers have always implied they shouldn't, right? They've basically taken the <laughs> yeah, words of this yeah, machine yeah. so seriously that, and because every time they've asked, "Can we leave? Should we leave?" Every time it said no or something like vaguely ominous that, so they are, they are trapped here, and it's their own doing because they're listening yes. to these answers of the machine, uh, so. I like that ending because it, 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 this episode is purely just in their own it's their own fault it's their own like mm-hmm. being trapped by their own fears and their own superstition uh yeah i think i think it's a really strong episode no it's a good episode it's up there with one of the best ones that we've watched so far i, I, don't, I don't know if i'm really good like between this and eye of the beholder I, eye of the beholder is leaps above this one but really <laughs> yeah eye of the beholder is like a 10 out of 10 episode yeah <laughs> this, this is a this is oh, a this, one. this is a solid 8 out of 10 episode of Twilight Zone oh I think this one's really strong especially with the twist at the end and the performance from William Shatner who's so good at going crazy on screen uh, okay I'll give you 8.5 <laughs> but I'm, that's my final offer I'm not <laughs> we all discuss this again at the end of the season <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's definitely the second best episode so far this season. Like mm-hmm. that's—I don't think that's in debate. Um, but there's definitely episodes in season one that I like more than this one. Yeah, <laughs> oh I mean, oh my I've, god! So, I'm, so, not, I'm not saying that this is the best one of all. I'm saying that this one's up there, though. I think it's great. So when we get to the end of the whole show, and if we do like a top ten of the whole show, it's going to be, be both Shatner's. Yeah, tied for it'll first. be number one, Nightmare at Thirty Thousand Feet. Number two, <laughs> Nick of Time. <laughs> yeah. What What actually what I like about this episode title is that obviously it refers to like saving her in the Nick of Time because it's right at the last second. But what I mm-hmm. really like about the title is it's more about how she talks him out of staying here right. in the Nick of Time. She's also saved him because from if it went like just. Back. If, if, if she let this go on even just a couple of questions longer, it might have been too late. Like, he might have just been trapped here forever. Yeah, and she starts to doubt herself, too, for a little bit. Like, mm. I mean, you're right. Some things I can't explain, but <laughs> but don't let this run our lives. You know, we're married and we're doing this together. Oh, this is a really solid episode. I think Shatner's performance is, is good. Top notch. <laughs> again i feel just a hint of uh there's just so much charisma from him. you can see why he's a leading man <laughs> did he do anything Even the way he grabs her by the shoulders like she's a green alien woman although i don't think shatner ever did that but i'm sure he would 
did he do anything like between this and like notable? I mean, obviously there was he was in things, but was there anything between this and Star Trek that was notable? Mm. He's in um, the Intruder, which was another Twilight Zone like author's work. I don't know if that was before Star Trek. I think it was. Hmm. It wasn't even the first choice for Star Trek, though. So I mean, no, he wasn't. Yeah, he was CBS's first choice or um, Paramount. Someone, someone. <laughs> so nobly, what I thought was weird is that the end of the episode has no next time. There's no Serlin at the end. You're right. I I didn't realize that till just now. Yeah, um, I, I really, it really stuck out to me because, you know, I, I'm used to waiting after... Because there's his little final speech for the episode itself where he's like, oh, they just escaped in the Twilight Zone and blah, blah, blah. And I'm used to it coming back up with stay tuned because creator Rod Selling will tell us about next week's adventure. After... Maybe they didn't have time or maybe they stopped doing it. I don't know. Well, we'll find out next time, I guess, if they stop doing it. But at least right, mm-hmm. right now, it's the only, the only time they've not done it. Uh, you know, not including the finale of the season, obviously, because they they couldn't. But um, yeah, I assume like maybe maybe there's a chance there's just weren't any scenes that they wanted to cut in order to fit Sterling in there. But, yeah, and to be yeah. fair to this uh, this episode, there is nothing I would cut either. Whereas the first few episodes this season, there was tons of stuff I would cut. <laughs> <laughs> just so, cut those, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you know that's fair, but I mean, all the same, we do have the description for the next one, uh, so I can tell you about it. Uh, the next one is called "The Lateness of the Hour." And here's a description via IMDb. The daughter of an inventor objects to their perfect home where they are waited on by mechanical servants. Ooh. Robots. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I think we're about to get into the episodes that were shot in videotape. There's like six of them. Uh, so they're going to look a little bit rougher. Uh, I, don't know if it's, I don't know if the next one's the first one, but we're, we're definitely getting into that territory. <laughs> they tried to they tried to save money they thought it'd be cheaper to shoot and, and keep in mind this is like 1960 videotape because you know video you know videotape as we think of it didn't really exist until you know the end of the 70s but <laughs> uh so that's primitive videotape because uh, they thought it'd be cheaper luckily it turned out not to be so they just went back to shooting on film and therefore the rest of the episodes look fantastic in blurry but <laughs> these six look really <laughs> rough so Alright, looking forward to it. Yeah, Nick of Time's not bad. Not a bad episode. Yeah, season two has set a bar pretty high with these last two. It set a bar high with either Beholder. This is like really good, solid <laughs> Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one a lot. I wonder why. I wonder why Tara likes this one so much. There's more than one reason why. Yeah, but there's one main reason. <laughs> He is handsome. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You that, can't uh, that has been Twilight Zone Season 2, Episode 7. You can let us know what you think of the episode in the comments below. You can like and subscribe. All that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mail.discourse.fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the show, how can you do that, Tara? Uh, yeah, you can check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV and donating as low as $1 per month. We'll get to bonus episodes of other series that we do including the ace the atomic cinema experiment which is our science fiction movie reviews so if you enjoy these reviews you might enjoy those uh so check it out thank you <laughs> and you can also of course rate the podcast apple podcast give us five stars uh, that helps a lot too so uh, thank you very much once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching 
TV guys in the Twilight Zone.